Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. It's not that you think you can do everything, but have the confidence to go ask people for help when you can't do it, right? So just don't hide under the covers. Three, two, one. My name's Espri Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hello, everybody. I'm Ulvia Jaffarli, a data scientist in Italy. Although I'm living in Rome originally, I am from Azerbaijan. While thinking about how long it took for me to be a tech woman in the technology world, I felt the responsibility and desire to help other women as much as I can. Therefore, I developed the TechDevops platform to support others who want to achieve in technology. Because I believe women have ability to do great things. For us, sharing, helping, developing as one is the most important value. What I would like to emphasize is just do not afraid to fail, do not limit yourself with little success. Think bigger, learn, fail, repeat, experience, and reach the inaccessible. No matter how hard the challenge is, go for it. If not now, then when? Today's personal spot is about a Netflix show that I watched recently, I don't know if you've seen it, called Inventing Anna. Really interesting about how this girl essentially created herself and and convinced these guys to, you know, give her a ton of millions of dollars for a building that she wanted to build. All this stuff and everything that she shared seems to have been just a made-up story. And I think in this world of startups, you know, she was really scrutinized for all this. And, and I'm definitely not, I, I don't believe in con artists or anything like that. But just the concept of like a startup making up a, a story in order to raise the funds to turn this thing that isn't real into something real. Like, isn't that a startup? And I mean, I remember when I first learned about financial forecasts and I'm like, how are these things not hocus pocus and made up? Like, how can you actually know how much money your company is going to make in five years? Like these things are BS. Like how accurate can a financial forecast really be when you're starting from zero, right? And um, so I just thought it was really interesting because as I watched the series, she seems to authentically have believed her own stories and then other people bought into these stories and like if she got away with it her vision would have become a reality it was just really it's just really interesting the perspective of startups and and like you know I don't I just I don't like cons I I'm definitely a, a forthright person I don't like lies and and that but just this creativity of the startup world and inventing our reality like where's that line if you're not hurting someone and you're not you know I mean I guess in in the case with inventing Anna the line was that you know if the business went down but I mean isn't that the case even if she could take on the risk of the thing 
there's always a chance of the business going down and people losing money. It happens every single day. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but yeah, startups and, and creating, creating perceptions. It just, just seems like that kind of comes hand in hand with this, with this life, you know, what's that saying? fake it until you make it. Isn't that why we so often say the word we instead of I when we're building a startup because we want to seem bigger and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. Just a very fine line between um, bullshitting the world and faking it until you make it kind of thing, you know? I don't know. Anyway, enjoy the next episode. Women in Tech podcast celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest, JJ, here with me in Los Angeles, who is revolutionizing the podcasting industry. Hi, JJ. Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. JJ, go ahead, tell us a little bit about who you are and what Good Pods is all about. Perfect. I am JJ. I am a, a, a recovering journalist, I guess, an ex-anchor who is the co-founder with my brother, Ken, of Good Pods, which is a podcast app that you use just like any other podcast app. You can search for podcasts and, and play them on Good Pods. But the magic of Good Pods is how we are really focused on both the listener and the creator. So on Good Pods, you can follow your friends and influencers and groups to see what they're listening to. And that both helps you discover new things and also helps these amazing creators who are just working so hard to get their voice out there find new listeners. And when did you launch Good Pods? Um, you know, it's so hard. I, I was just about to say a year ago. And then I was like, no, was it five years ago? <laughs> right? Because COVID has just made time bananas. Um, but we've been working on it for a few years now, or a couple of years now. But anyhow, it's out there. <laughs> we launched at some point while we were in quarantine. Oh, it was during court. So it, what it was launched, like even uh, as early as March 2020 around there? We launched it in beta right in the middle of while we were quarantined. So, we, yeah, that which was, as you can imagine, an interesting time and hard decisions during those days. Totally. And what inspired you to create Good Pods? There were a couple things. On the listener side, I'm a big podcast listener, but I always found myself going back to the same old podcast because I was simply overwhelmed by the choice. And I just felt like, why isn't there a place where I can see what my friends are listening to, right? Like I'm always getting suggestions from them at dinner parties or, or on text, whatever. But when it's time for me to hop in my car or go for a run, I can't remember what they told me. So why isn't there a place just like you can do with books, etc., where I can just see what my friends are listening to and press play. So that was the listener side, which was very simple. But on the creator side, so I, I used to be an anchor um, with NBC News and I had a podcast and it did well, which, you know, I always laugh because I want to say that it's because my content was just amazing. But, but you know, I, I would be naive to think that it wasn't also because I had this big company behind me. And so I always just felt like, here we go again where it's going to be the same voices that get heard because they're the ones with the big marketing dollars. And there are all these other amazing voices out there. And what can we do to help these creators? And so that's why we had this idea of it's really word of mouth and word of mouth is free. 
in this case. And so let's create something where when I listen to some under the radar podcast, I don't have to remember to go tell you, you'll see that I listen to it on my feed. And so what's neat about it and makes us so happy because this was part of our hypothesis when we launched it is that we see all of these under the radar podcasts going viral because one friend listens and then uh, someone else sees it on their feed and then they listen and someone sees it on their feed, et cetera, et cetera. I'd love to hear uh, a little bit about the success stories both uh, podcasters have had in growing their show through being exposed on Good Pods, being discovered on Good Pods, and also from a listener discovering. I know the discovery process for me is sometimes daunting. Like I, I'm like, I... It's like we have all these different, you know, TV and radio and podcast content channels, but sometimes it still feels like there's nothing to watch or listen to, which is unbelievable. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? It's the tyranny of choice, right? There's just too much coming at you. And also what we found is algorithms are good, but nothing beats seeing somebody you respect or a friend or someone who you care about with, right? Nothing beats that recommendation from somebody. And so, I mean, I'll just give you, I'm like, I am the listener success story, <laughs> right? And so, so, so my husband wakes up before I do and often listens to podcasts or something or he'll listen to one before bed. And so that's just one, like, I'm always going on and seeing what he listened to and then listening to that after because it's all generally pretty interesting. But, but like my use case is really like I'm about to go for a run and then I just go through my feed And what's neat is because I follow people with all kinds of interests is on there, like I'm looking at it right now. So there's one thing about politics. Somebody here has a true crime one. This next person has something about good eating for New Year's resolutions. You know, someone has like a quick science thing. I've got lots of Web3 stuff on here from friends too. But but so it's like, it's really quick for me to say, what mood am I in? And I know this is going to be a pretty good episode because I know that Scott listened to it. You know, you run this with with your co-founder, who is also your brother. How large is your team? Um, So we have a team which includes my brother. Well, here's the fun part. So my brother and I, this is our second company together. And and Ken is a very successful entrepreneur um, who sold his company, uh, his first company. But we also then recruited my sister. So there are a lot of Rambergs on this team and we work together. And then, you know, obviously we have like a whole tech team and marketing, et cetera, who are, are non-Rambergs. But it's really fun for us that we get to to all of us work together. Can you talk a little bit about working with family? Because there's so much debate to work with family, to not work with family. It seems like your family really knows how to make it work in a cohesive way and you all get along. <laughs> how, do, how do you make it work when running a business with family? We do. It's so funny. So I anchored this show on NBC News for all these years and we and it was about entrepreneurship. And we talked a lot about working with family and how you need to make boundaries and everyone has to have rules. And but really, in my own case, we don't follow any of those rules. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Right. And so I come from a family of family businesses. So my father worked with his father. My brother worked with my mother, his first company he founded with her. Um, And so I guess for us, it just it just feels natural for us all to work together. We have um, also we have kind of a little investment fund with my whole family that we all do together. So for us, I think we we 
we work well probably because we had good models growing up of people working together. I think when we first started, this is our second company, we first started our first company together. He was my older brother and he had already successfully built a company. So I think I had some, um, a lot of admiration for him for those two things. And he really respected me because I came into this with an entirely different background. And so he knew that there were things that I brought to the table that he didn't have. Mentorship is so key. If you don't have someone in your family that could mentor you and kind of give you a guiding path, do you have any suggestions of how we could create that support system of mentorship? I do. So when I worked at NBC News, LinkedIn did something with with all of the anchors and we all had to write an essay. And the one that I was assigned to write was who was your mentor and what did you learn from them? And I literally like broke out into hives when I got this assignment because I, I thought I didn't have a mentor. And I always felt a little bit weird that I didn't have that person who sort of identified me in college and then mentored me through my through college and then through my career. And I just felt like, what in the world am I going to write for this thing? I'm going to sound awful. And so I spent all this time thinking about it and then realized I had so many mentors who just came in and out of my life at different times. I've done this myself is I'll watch a business interview that's really inspiring. I don't know the person, but I'll take the leap and I'll send a cold email, share with them why I found the interview was inspiring. And I'll say, hey, is there any possibility I can meet with you one time for one hour or whatever it is? Like I'll put a boundary around it. I'm really you know, hoping for a mentor. I understand your time's valuable. Here's what I can give you. I don't take it lightly. And if you want to meet with me again after that, you could decide then I would just really love to continue learning from you if you'd be open to it. And then, you know, allow space and you send out that many. It's how I found so many of my mentors. And it was all cold. I had no relationship with them. I just was inspired. Usually it was from watching a Mixergy video and then (laughs) reaching out. Mixergy is a business show. (laughs) I think that's amazing that you that you do that and don't put your ego in it right it's you understand i'm putting this out there and if people have time they'll respond and if they don't that's okay too they don't know me this isn't personal but i've had people come up to me and do that i i I can think of a bunch of people or for example i had when i was a journalist i had a friend of mine met a woman who was a, a college student at the manicure place, right, um, in uh, up north and in, near San Francisco. And, and they just got talking and the, the college student said that she was interested in journalism. And my friend said, oh, let me introduce you to my friend JJ. And I said, sure, I'll talk to her. And we've now had this relationship for, I think, I don't know, it's like the past 10 years or something. But it was so random, but it's it's really fun. It's been really fun for me to help her out in that way. I think hopefully she's gotten a lot out of it too. And now she's older and I'm learning so much from her too. And so I think you are right that you just go out on a limb and put yourself out there. And, and people are so excited to help, I think. If you if people are ta- have time and they're talking to passionate people, everyone wants to be wanted, you know? 100%. And again, like JJ said, if, P- if someone doesn't have time, it's not personal. It's just... Just re- don't be afraid to reach out, even if you the response is silence or a form of rejection, which isn't 
probably really rejection. It's just someone sharing that they don't have time, which isn't truly rejection, you know? So, um, and JJ, like as you build your company, what's your vision for Good Pods? Where, where do you see it going? What's your dream? My dream is that this is the place that people go to discover podcasts, right? It is as simple as that, that this is, this is where you go to expand your world through listening to podcasts. And this is a place where creators feel like they have a home and that we really care about them. And we really care about getting their voice heard and we will do anything we can to help grow their audience or, you know, or grow it as big as they want it to be. My dream is that people really feel like there is a community that we have created of listeners and creators who are all learning from each other, supporting each other and finding great things to listen to. And Good Pods is everywhere. What have you done to for marketing to get the word out like you have where people recognize the Good Pods name? And, and it's not only that, it's also respected, which is really cool. Oh, thank you. Well, can I tell you what's bananas? We have spent basically zero dollars on marketing because I think it's because we went out there with a very, again, sort of listener, creator centric vision for launching this. And so we spent we 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 still do spend so much time listening to everyone who is a part of Good Pods. So when we launched this, even before we wrote the first piece of code, I spoke to, I'm not kidding, I wish I could show you my spreadsheet, 700 people. And these people ranged from, you know, the head of Wondery to Malcolm Gladwell to a woman who has a small podcast about dogs that she does once a week to people who listen to 100 podcasts a week to someone who listens to one podcast a month. <laughs> and so I, we just put out our hypothesis out there of, hey, we think there's a problem for both listeners and creators. Are we right? Do you think this is a problem, too? And then we launched Good Pods and then we just got feedback. And so from all of the feedback we've gotten, we've we've killed features and we've added features. So we put in things like indie only top 100 lists because we learned from a lot of the creators out there, hey, it's really hard for me to get onto a top 10 list because I can't compete with smart lists and the daily and you know all all these shows but once you filter those out and you get to indie only well suddenly there I am and so we've created things like that we heard from listeners I want to find out not just from my friends what they're listening to, but people who are interested in what I'm interested in. And so we've created groups. So, for example, there's a group with, I don't know, it's got a thousand people or something of people who are interested in astrology podcasts who are all sharing podcasts with each other. I didn't even know something like that existed. (laughs) It's it's really I mean, you know, what's so nuts, too, is I was talking to somebody yesterday who is um, on the app and he just he told me he was really involved in this one group and I went on and the group I forget how many people it had but it was huge and you know in the beginning days you know everything that happens right I knew everything that happened on the app I knew every major user I knew every big group I knew every podcast that got popular and now it's just so amazing to see that it's taken on a life of its own and people are creating their own communities on here and sharing with each other. And it's just, it's so neat. And how many podcasts do you have listed on Good Pods now? Or how many people do you have using Good Pods? Every podcast that you can find on Apple Podcasts, you can find on Good Pods. 
So there, there's nothing exclusive about this, and we don't intend for there to ever be anything exclusive about this. So it's, um, yeah, as a player, you know, as a player itself, it's it's equal to any other player out there. It's just, again, the magic of it comes in this ability to interact with each other and share and see what people are listening to. It's so cool that you take this this focus on like shared interests. I mean, that's what we're, it's all about, especially that we've discovered in these times of, of the pandemic is connecting with like-minded people virtually. And so this whole groups thing you're doing, I, I didn't even think like that there could be a group of people that listen to astrology podcasts. It makes me think like, okay, I want my group of people that listen to XYZ. How many groups do you have on Good Pods now? Well, you know what's incredible is we launched this not that long ago. I was, I was telling you, right, we launched it as a reaction to um, to the audience asking for it. And I don't know, we have almost 700 groups already and we didn't even market it. We've barely spoken about it. And so, again, it's just it's so it's so amazing to just see these things pop up out of nowhere. I'm looking. There's audio drama podcast fans, collaborations, comic book based shows. You know, I haven't looked at these in a little while. I haven't seen all these new ones. <laughs> now, now I'm going to lose you to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Relationship cool. podcast, Web3 podcast. It's it's so fun to That's see so this. That's so cool. That's so cool. It's like uh, I, back in the day with the We Are The Tech Experience Club, I had a, a reading group. I mean, there's a ton of reading groups that still exist. And so that's just um, – that's that's so cool. So t- talk to me about like um, a question I like to ask everybody is a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and ho- how you overcame it as, as you've gone through your career. Well, I'll just tell you an earl- an obstacle that we had here. I mean, I can tell you personal ones I've had too, but this one, when we launched Good Pods, we launched it in the middle of the quarantine. And that was a very hard decision to make because we were going to launch this in you know March of, of 2020 and then COVID happened and people were getting sick and it was entirely scary. And if we can take ourselves back to those days when we couldn't even leave our homes and we had, you know, so much excitement before this around good pods and rah, rah and emails that were going to go out with lots of exclamation points. And, you know, and then suddenly this thing happens to the entire world that turns all our lives upside down. And it's scary. Um, and people that we knew were losing their jobs. And it just like there was no the, the place for exclamation points really disappeared. And so and so we had to as a team right then get together and say, should we be doing this? Like in light of everything that's happening in the world, is this important? Is this where we want to be spending our time? Is it appropriate? And so we had a lot of soul searching conversations with each other about why are we doing this? Does the world need this? Do we feel like we need it? And should we do it? And it was it was hard and it was emotional and it was thoughtful and it really crystallized for us our North Star, right? Why we're doing this and why we think it's important and why we think we should still launch it. And so it was it was a hard time and a great time. Well, I'm glad that it exists and the cheer that you bring to the podcasting industry. It's always fun to see your team hop in and they're always so friendly too. <laughs> like it's really, it's really, really nice. Something I, I, I love to find out is, is there a piece of advice that you've gotten that's really stuck with you that help, has helped propel you forward? My mom was a stay-at-home mom. 
didn't have a paying job. Maybe she, I think she was a math teacher for like six months, but had kids very young and did not have a paying job until I'm the fourth kid and not until I was in high school. She was just an amazing person. And and she loved the book, The Little Engine That Could, right? I think I can. I think I can. And so from a young age, she always just instilled that in us. I think I can. I think I can. And so I just thought that was helpful. And and as I got older, I realized it's not that you think you can do everything, but have the confidence to go ask people for help when you can't do it. Right. So just don't hide under the covers. Like I always say, like, I think I can find the person who can give me the answer. Right. Who can then help me with whatever it is. Um, So I, I don't know. I always felt that was was a really nice thing propelling me forward that I got from my mom. But I the other piece of advice I got was from my friend Courtney, who uh, was the founder of this company, Smarty Pants, which was just an incredible company, an incredible story. And and what she said is, go into something knowing that there are going to be great moments and there are going to be hard moments. Whether that is starting your company, going into a relationship, whatever it is. Because then when the hard moments happen, you're not blindsided. You're like, oh, right, of course this is hard because there's going to be hard times. Not everything's going to be perfect. 100%. 100%. I, I'm still thinking about how you run this company with your family. <laughs> that is so cool how you were able to figure that out. It's crazy. Well, you know what's so funny? In the early days, um, we would be on calls and and we have this um, great woman who's head of product named Carissa. And sometimes it would be on a call with just, you know, my sister, my brother, me and Carissa. And there'd always be a point where we're like, Carissa, you can get off the phone if you want. Right. Because now we're going to start talking about some like boring family thing. (laughs) And so it it works for me. It's really fun to get to work with my siblings because I really think that they're amazing. You know, and especially as much time as we invest into being entrepreneurs and founders, like to be able to have that time with our family, um, because sometimes uh, in our culture, we end up sacrificing family in order to work. So to be able to merge them together, if you're able to do it successfully, it seems like such a gift. What is a, a productivity tool or app that you just like absolutely love? It could be a mobile app, a website, anything. I am so old school. Literally, my best productivity tool is a to-do list that I write (laughs) with a pencil and a paper because I take great joy out of crossing things off. (laughs) Amen. I like crossing things off, too. I use the the green done emoji, and I feel like I just, like, warriored the day. (laughs) But that that literally, for me, is, like, analog. That is my best productivity tool. And we have so many listeners around the world. What's one thing that we can do to support you in, in, and accelerate you forward in your success? Oh, thank you for asking that. I really, really appreciate that. And that's what I love so much about the world right now is everyone is so willing and happy to help each other. And, you know, right back at you if any, I can help any of you. But um, the, the the thing that you could do that would be, I'd be so grateful for is, is download Good Pods and just try it out. Use it as your podcast player. Invite a friend to come on and follow you and support each other in finding great things to listen to and support all of these creators who are putting so much time and their souls into creating this great content, many of whom are not getting paid for it. 
Is not the truth. <laughs> a couple quick fire questions before we wrap up. One, which creator do you recommend we follow? Whether it be a blogger or a YouTuber or a podcast or an author, who do you recommend we follow? Oh my God. Well, I'm going to tell you to follow Joe's podcast on Good Pods because I think she listens to a lot of great things. So, but then, How but, do okay, we find that's it? totally self serving. It's completely self serving. So, once you download Good Pods, I just suggest you follow Joe's podcasts. I think, Joe's podcast. I think she listens. Yeah, that's her username on Good Pods. Perfect. I just think she I love listens it. to a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. No, that to- that totally works. And what is a book that you recommend we read? It could be personal or professional. Um, I love Crossing to Safety. Have you ever read that book? No, what's that about? Uh, I'm not even going to give it away. It's fiction. It's just such a beautiful book. Really? So because I need, I need my next fiction book. I've been forcing myself to read fiction. Go read Crossing to Safety. It's beautiful. And the podcast I've been really obsessed with recently I have been diving into the world of Web3, and I think there are a lot of people out there who do not understand Web3, which I get because I had to learn a whole new language for it. And I think the Forefront podcast, if you just get yourself through the beginning where you're going to be listening and you don't really understand all the terminology, but listen to a few of them, and I think they are really good at explaining it in a way that makes sense to people who are, you know, have not, uh, who are not totally well-versed in this world yet. JJ, where can people connect with you? On Instagram, it's JJ.Ramberg, or Twitter, it's at JJRamberg, uh, or frankly, email me, right? It's JJ.Ramberg at goodpods.com. JJ, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with more amazing women in tech around the world, remember, go to the Women in Tech community at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm JJ Ramberg. I'm co-founder of Good Pods, the podcast player where you can follow friends and influencers and groups to see what they're listening to. I'm based in Los Angeles, and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.